races dirt trucks and she what else does she do she races snowmobiles races snowmobiles she's a cut person she's a, cut person. She's a manager she's a boxer owns an auto body got, shop owns an auto body shop she's got parakeets you know, wait till you hear this this, this <laughs> thing, okay five parakeets <laughs> all right that's one we also have chris lefty lopez uh, who was a fighter that was nine and two with seven knockouts badass fighter uh, would have been like the next big thing. He messed up his knees. Now he's a, uh, a promoter for Fury, Fury Fight Promotion, uh, and uh, he's a good dude. As well as Nico Price, who we all know from the UFC, some amazing wins. Uh, beat Randy Brown off his back by hammer fist from the back. Coming off a tough loss to Jeff Neal, but has a big fight against James Vick coming up. And this dude. Is a, is a great fighter. I got to talk to you about uh, Santa Cruz Medicinals, okay? Because they make CBD-infused MCT oil and coconut oil, and you can put it in your coffee. Man. Uh, I put Me and my wife put it in our coffee. It, it, like, it, it's great. My whole day is better. They also helps you with sleep. They have deep sleep capsules and adaptogenic mushroom capsules. <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> Listen, man, reading the, I, I think it's genius that you're reading the ads at the beginning of the thing, you but, know? Because people just turn off the damn podcast right Right now. No, no, no. Hey, go to, uh, at least we got the ads out there. Go to scmedicinals.com. Use the code ROASTED for 10% off. You said SC? SC, like, like Santa, uh, Santa Cruz Medicinals. Check yeah. them out. It's great stuff. So, uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. Let's talk to Nico Price right now. The hybrid Nico Price. Nico, how are you, man? How you doing? Good, good, good. Uh, your last fight was awesome. I know you didn't get the W, but it was one of the best fights I've seen in a long time, man. So congrats on that. Thank you. I had a real blast in that last fight. Definitely not my outcome, but hey, what I, I, it, was, it was exciting as hell. Did you think, um, what would you uh, do differently if you had to do it over again? I would have slowed my pace. You know, like, a few of the times I dropped them, I, like, got super overzealous again. This it was the same thing that uh, messed me up with Tim Means that I almost had. But, like, because I was finished Tim really early in the first round, but I got overzealous, and he took me down just like Neil did. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, right. It, 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 seems like, um, it seems like that's a common thing. Like, you, I mean, you're so excited, you, and, and then you hurt guys. You're like, oh, I can't wait to get it. Are your coaches screaming at you, like, relax, relax, relax? They, they have been, yes. Like, our whole key of this camp is, like, patience, relax, don't go crazy, you know, like, control your craziness. Be the controlled yeah. not just chaos. Right, 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 which is, like, probably bad for the fans, but probably better for you and, like, your longevity. But either way, man, thanks for putting on such amazing fights. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm trying to uh, 
trying to take care of my longevity, trying to not get hit too much. (laughs) Of course. Uh, Now, you grew up in Naples? Cape Coral. All right, Cape Coral is like a, uh, people don't know this, it's a very wealthy area, a lot of hot cougars and, uh, you know, (laughs) women, a lot of swingers, a lot of old money. How do you become a a fighter in that situation? I, I don't really have much to do out here besides train, so, like, what I do, you know, like, if I want to go have fun, I just go work out. If I want to go have fun, I go train. Yeah, well, you know, cause I'm always, at, I, I'm always, I'm always performing at Off the Hook Comedy Club in Naples, and uh, yeah, it's like there's always like hot cougars, like women that have had way too much Botox but still kind of sexy. How <laughs> how are you able to like uh, avoid that trap uh, of of just horny women just running onto you? Because I'm married, I got a wife, I got five kids, I don't need any more women in my life. Good for you. It's a good answer. Uh, my wife's kids. enough, and so are my other two daughters that drive me crazy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> now, I saw that. I think so you got four girls and one boy? No, I got two girls and two boys. Oh, uh, okay. Two girls Yeah, one of my son, has, my son has really long hair. He looks like uh, Aquaman. Okay, that was the one. I, I thought that was, sorry about that. Okay, got it. No, that's uh, fine. Everyone does it, man. It's all good. It's now, I was like, going to say, like, now your wife, she's like a very sweet woman, a very beautiful woman. Why did she let you have a, a man bun? Why? <laughs> she hates it, man. She hates my man bun. Like, she tells me to cut it and get my, at least, she wants to fade, like, but, or my faux hawk. But got she, it. He doesn't like my button. But I like uh, I don't, I, I don't, I'm kind of with your wife on that one. I mean, you got everything else going for you. Everything else is perfect. The man <laughs> bun is like, is like, come on, man. Uh, but I get it. But hey, look, you know, you got, you got to do what you got to do. Um, now, the one guy who I thought was better looking than you was Alan Juban, and, and you, you beat him up pretty bad. Alan's a good friend of mine. Were you upset because he's better looking than you? So you had to get him out of there? Totally. You know, I was mad um, that I'm not the Versace model. Right, of course. Of course. <laughs> so I was like, now, you know what? You were looking at me. He was. He gave me like the blue steel during stare down. So I was like, hey, you wiped that blue steel off your face. Good. Well, go. You know, I mean, not good. I mean, I, I, I like Alan, but I'm happy that you could that you set you set up for yourself. You can't let people, you know. Um, I got nothing. Yeah, of course. He's a nice guy. Uh, real nice guy. Um, I tell you what was nonsense was that you fought Alex Morano, you beat Alex Morano, then you got popped for marijuana, which should yeah. be legal, is now legal. What happened? Like, why are they making you the poster boy for that? I don't know. But, um, I mean, there was a few of us that got popped. I'm not going to throw names out there and stuff, but, like, you know, it happens. You know, I don't care. I took the fight on nine-day notice. So, they can give me no leniency because I knocked out their boy. So, I mean... Right. Right. It's okay. Right. Hey, if they got to get me somewhere, they can get me. I don't care. I'm here. I'm still blessed. Uh, but, I was pissed. I was pissed. Especially now you have all these fighters smoking weed on camera. I'm like, why are, why are you trolling for that? That's what I'm saying. Like, Nate, hit me up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come train with you guys. Roll up. Now, your one fight, which was uh, going to be on one of the best coolest stoppages I've ever seen. You had Randy Brown had you down. 
you hammer fisted him from the bottom. I've never seen that before. Did you practice yeah. that in, in, in sparring? Did you know you were going to do that? Um, I didn't know I was going to do it, but I have done it, like, through training. Like, because I was doing a lot of heel hooks at that time. So we always ended up in, like, that, that ashrami position. So I was there, and one day in the gym, I just, like, sat up and hammer fisted someone. I was like, oh, that's cool. And then in the fight, like, it just replayed itself, and I just, boom, got him. It was insane. That was the craziest thing. And you know what? It was one of those things where I'm like, wow, this sport has really evolved. Because uh, I've never seen, I never even thought of that. And then yeah. you just, even to do it, and to do it live, and to do it like the way you did. Did you, did you think he was going to go out when you were down there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're good. You can jump on in there. I'm sorry. I'm at the gym, sir. Oh, it's all good. Uh, did you think you were going to knock him out when you were down there? Um, honestly, I was doing it to advanced position. I was, I sat up for the hammer fist just because he reached for the leg. Like, his hand came away from his face, and I, I could trap it with my knee. So when I trapped it with my knee, it opened up the position for my foot to hook the head. So once it hooked, I just, boom, came with the hammer fist. So his it head wouldn't move when I hit him. It was it was unbelievable, man. Um, now uh, you're fighting James Vick. James Vick yeah. is a uh, I, I love James Vick. He's a buddy of mine, a uh, good buddy of mine. But he's nice. he's a he's having a he, he's had a tough go. The last couple of fights, he's got knocked out pretty hard. Are you uh, what is the game plan to just go out there guns to blazing? Are you gonna be more patient? Because uh, like I, I think that the 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 trap would be to try to test his chin early, right? Oh, I'm just going out there to fight, man. Just go out there. I want to get a W, get my life back on track. You know, get my W's. I need to just rack up W's. That's all I need. Right. Now, I he's a big fight. hunter. He's a huge hunter. If you look at his Instagram, he has a picture of him, like, uh, he killed something. a huge animal. You think maybe you could get vegan on your side or, like, or like PETA? You could come out there and, like, try to get in his head a little bit. Like, come out there with, like, a bunch of PETA naked girls during the weigh-ins or something? Oh, man, no, I can't do none of that. I got my wife. I'm not doing that. Oh, yeah, that. that's a good point. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. I'm, I told you, I'm not that one. <laughs> okay. I don't do stuff like that. All right. Are you gonna play? in the gym. Yeah. Okay, all right. Now, now, are you, do you, have, do you have any sparring partners that are pros, or are you just train out with a bunch of people from Curve? Because I heard that you don't even, you, like, why not go to, like, American Top Team or one of those places, like, right down the block or uh, the other place that has like, the uh, former Black Zillions. But you stay in your gym, right? Yeah, I stay out of, in my hometown over in Cape Coral. I got uh, one wow. of my boxing coaches out here. Um, and one of my sparring partners is a PBC, a welterweight, Brian Perl. So. Oh, wow. I, mean, I, have, I have total capable partners. Um, there's Cosmo Alexander's out here. I just oh, reached out to awesome. him to get some training, seeing nice. if uh, he would like to train with me. You know, because I'm looking for smart partners. I'm not looking for a. Uh, sometimes you get lost in those big class settings and egos get checked, and then someone gets knocked out or you get cut or you get injured. And uh, yeah, this also, career is already injury prone, so I'm trying to yeah. keep it as long as I can. So if I have to yeah. pay solo dolo and just go to these places like temporarily you know like come 
get what I can for a week, roll out. Get what I can for a week, roll out. You know? It makes sense. It makes sense. Plus, that way, also, no one could say that they, like, train with you. So they don't even know what you're going to do. Yeah, that too. I don't even care about that part. I don't care if you know my whole game plan. I'm still going to go in there and bring it at you. Dude, that's, you know? that's awesome. Yeah, of course, man. Just just take your time. You know, don't... <laughs> yeah. Patience. That's patience, my game plan. Man. Patience. 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 But Vic, Vic's good. He's a good boxer. He's got long reach. He's got a, he's got a crazy mm-hmm. guillotine. His guillotine is tight. Uh, yeah. But you're, also, but you're a brown belt in jiu-jitsu. You know, you, 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 you've been around the box. For my last fight, my last fight I did, I don't even, I forgot how to use the ground in my last fight. Hey, man, don't look back. Look forward. I'm not. Well, I'm not. I went to the gym, and I could still, still do jiu-jitsu. And okay. I was like, why, why didn't I have this during the fight? Well, all right. Okay. Uh, now, now you, you have five kids. Now, are there no condoms where you live? Or None. 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 They're sold out. Sold out of condoms. <laughs> <laughs> you just, I mean, you don't pull out of fights or women. Or your wife. Nope. I mean, you just Neither. Like, yeah, my Neither. wife. Say it right, yeah, your man. Wife. Your wife. Your wife. Your wife. Your wife. You have never cheated. I've actually, I've actually heard. I heard girls say that they, they tried to you can cheat. You're like, no way. I got my wife. I love my kids. So if your wife's listening, just so you know, I've been around the block, and there's a, there's a bunch of women trying to, and you like, no way. Nico Price. I'm the hybrid. I focus on my kids, my wife, and my fighting. That's it. Honestly, I think you're making it worse. <laughs> it's the story of my life, to be honest. Uh, That's what she said. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, listen, thank you for your time. Get back to your gym. Can't wait. Tampa, when, when's the date for the fight? It's October 12th. October 12th, Tampa, Florida. Can't wait for the fight. Thank you for your time, Nico. Thank you so much. Shout out. Deuces. All right, thank you, Nico Price. You are the man. You know what? Let's talk to Sheena Starr, okay? This is a girl, I can't wait for you guys to hear this interview. You're going to love it. This girl is the best thing to happen to women since, uh, I don't know, Betsy Ross. Uh, she, she, she's she's next level, all right? Wait till you hear this one. Check it out. Bare Knuckle Queen. The, 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 coming off a huge win in Bare Knuckle Boxing. Sheena Starr, how are you? Uh, living, living, living the dream in the great northern Michigan here. Awesome. Now, now you you had a huge uh, huge win in, in BKB. You were on the undercard of the most successful bare knuckle boxing fight in the last hundred years. Right. Oh, it was it was awesome. I took a like week and a half notice too, man. It was uh kind of like jump in there, get it done, try it out type of thing. You know, it's pretty it was pretty awesome. Winning helps, you know. <laughs> now, now, yeah, winning helps. But you also, I mean, the way you won, which is awesome, but also watching having a shirt that's saying. That said, Hillary Clinton is a cunt. Got you a yeah. Lot of a yeah, lot I almost got, I almost got in trouble for that. <laughs> I didn't really tell anybody. It was like last minute, man. You know, I, uh, you know, I didn't really, you know, I didn't wear it for political reasons or anything like that. You know, it's nothing about Democrat or Republican or anything. You know, a friend of mine is a, um, uh, Navy, Navy, Navy SEAL lady. Uh, he worked her detail, and she was just a wretched bitch. And uh, I'm like, you know what? This one's going to be for you, man. It's like last minute. I don't got enough time to, you know, get sponsors together and all this shit. Here, I'll just wear this. This will this will be a good way to, you know, get some fans in the fucking South where I don't know anybody. 
Well, you so, had a lot of fans. Wait, so you weren't not even because you're a Republican, uh, right. because your friends knew Hillary Clinton and said she was not nice to him. Oh, not nice to anybody. I mean, just like a simple good morning would, you know, get her telling you to fuck off, man, and her Benghazi shit, and man, all my veteran friends and armed forces folk, man, we fuck it. She's a yeah. Yeah, wow. so, yeah, wow. yeah, it has nothing to do, nothing to do with uh, different political parties and everything to do with she's the evil rotten cunt, you know? No, hey, listen, you know, it's freedom of speech, you know, uh, so what, what kind of, um, what kind of backlash and what kind of support did you get after wearing that? Uh, you know, I got, I got a huge support from, you know, service, you know, men and women and, you know, of course, uh, veterans groups and military groups and, you know, a lot of people in general, you know, both political sides, you know, dumb, you know, dumb and Republicans. And, you know, I mean, I I pissed off a lot of feminists. You know, hey, you're degrading women and bringing us back 100 years with that comment. And I told them to put on the pussy hats and get over it. You know, I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> put on your pussy hat? Yeah, yeah, exactly what I said. That's <laughs> awesome. Good for you. Yeah, well, give me a break. Come on. Uh, plus, I think she just had Jeffrey Epstein murder, too. Uh, I can't prove that. But. Yeah, yeah, either, yeah, either, either, either can we. Nobody. Uh, like, like, really uh, yeah. nobody. Like, nobody believes that shit. God. Um, <laughs> but, you, now you, but you also had a shirt that you wore in, that said, I have no tits. Yes, uh, yes, and that is exactly true. And that's okay. It's all right not to have any tits. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, there's like a big, like, type of, uh, type of, uh, a uh, little taboo thing, you know, like female combat sports, they all, you know, they got to look hot and have big yeah. boobs and all that shit. And, you know, I'm just putting it out there like, hey, look it. It's weigh-in day and I'm not wearing lingerie because I don't have to. And, hey, look, I have small tits. Boom. I don't think anyone's ever complained about your tits, though. Your tits look fine to me. Not that I was looking, <laughs> but, I mean, I, I wouldn't have noticed you with small tits had you not wore a shirt that I had small tits. So, uh, but, um. Yeah, it's it's it, it, it's just out there. It's you know just 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 putting it out there. Just you know, I'm different. I do shit different, but you know, you are different. You you are a very different person, which I love because I, I'm finding out all about you. Um, you're a mother of two, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. I got two girls. They're freaking two teenagers. And I, yep. And I hate teenagers. Just by the way, I thought I'd put that in there. Okay. My, yeah. No. Your mother too. And then and now, does that was that your husband or the, the guy with the big beard? Who's that guy? The guy is that your Ooh. boyfriend or husband? There's a guy that with like a all your Instagram photos that has a huge beard. He looks like ZZ Top. Is this like some big guy? Some big guy with no. Oh, well, I'm not a big guy. You're always but yours is some big guy. Uh, I I don't know. He looks like a guy that was like famous. Like he was training other people or something. It was he like your trainer? There's a picture of you with a beard and he had a beard and you said dress up as your husband day or something or your boyfriend day. On your Instagram? I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I was uh, vice president of uh, Mad uh, Mad Viking Beer Club here in Michigan for a year. Okay. So there's 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 a lot of beer. Well, like when you say the guy, the big dude with the beard, I'm like, holy fuck, man. That you know, that's a lot, a lot of guys. I know. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot of people I know. Like you're not you're not talking about Beltran, uh, famous trainer yeah. dude. I mean, fuck, man. I don't know. I'm friends with a couple of them. I guess. Not a Viking guy. Um. Now, okay, so let's start. Now, I, I read that you... Oh, uh, that's Carrie. That's Carrie Sherlock. Okay, all right. My best friend, Billy Sherlock. Yeah, they live They live down in Detroit. 
and I spent my training camps at their house because they're really close to like you know oh, the big badass so gym. The deep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he was always like like my like 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 my uh, uh, guy away from home. Like you know if I needed. Oh okay. Because like, there was pictures of you jumping on him and like like hanging out. You guys seemed like you were very close. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 We're family. We're family. Okay. So, okay. So you're yeah. a single mom of two. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you, single mom of. I mean, yeah, feminists need to freaking look at that. Uh, and oh, what you're doing. Give me a I don't even know, man. It's it's like my my kids spend a lot of time growing up in the gym, bro. Like all the all the time, all the time. You know, but after after school, we do our activities, and boom, I was at the gym, and I'd have my kids there with me, and they play with other people's kids. That's basically where they grew up their early years, like all the way from preschool, basically to like a year ago. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know they they know everybody here pretty well. We're like uh, you know everyone's tight knit. It's good. It's good for them to be around that stuff. See like other motivated people and not just totally. sit at home with video games yeah. and crap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You gotta you gotta keep your kids at the gym. Now you also own a auto repair shop. Yeah, 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 yeah. I sure do. Yep. My ex husband. Uh, we got us a. Uh, uh, Performance auto repair. It's like, you know, we're going to race cars and shit and, like, make stuff go fast and, you know, domestic crap. So it's like, you know, I'm like the Miss Goodwrench of of the the fight community. No, for real, like, one of the Bellator matchmakers just last week called me up and was like, hey, dude, I'm trying to get this carrier buried out. My drive shaft ain't. It's a slip yoke. It ain't coming out. I'm like, you got to beat that bitch off with a hammer. Put a block of wood in front of it so you don't dent it. Boom, it worked. Wow. So you can fix the car. Yeah, 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 I sure can. And you also race mud trucks? Oh, I used to. I used to. I used to. I used to race moto and uh, like stadium trucks and shit before I fought. And How, where do you even get a mud truck? I don't. I don't even, I don't even know what that even. Well, is. you make one. See, what you do is you take Grandpa's farm truck and you chop all the heavy shit out of it, and then you put a really big, and then you put a really big race car motor in there with a trans brake and a couple ladder bars, and. Wow. A lift yeah, and all that shit. Any of that. Like, yeah, you do, yeah, that. you do shit with it. Oh, you I know. didn't make toast. Like, you're fucking making yeah. mud trucks. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's then, just, it's pretty cool. Shit breaks a lot, you know? I mean, that's just, it's an expensive uh, little hobby there. I mean, but so is fighting, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah racing takes, it's kind of harder on my body sometimes. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, a lot of. Yeah, well, you know, well, even racing them, too, because, you know, it's not just, like, racing in a straight line. No, it's, like, it's a circuit with, like, rhythm section jumps, and, uh, like, it's really shaky. It it hurts. (laughs) It hurts after a while. You do a couple of those laps and feel like a pile of shit, you know. And then you're an herbal healer? I'm an herbal healer? I don't know about that. You know, I just... You said you're into herbal healing. What is that? Oh well, that it's well smoking weed like like who doesn't <laughs> like everybody uses weed and they can justify their own reason for it like I smoke weed because I have hand cramps or or because I have this made up disorder I got on Google so I use weed and I was just like I just like weed man you know <laughs> why not look I mean you got a lot you're a fighter you're also um. Right, and it's not like I'm like like a, a stoner or whatever all the time and shit. No, I just, so yeah, I got a couple of those. Yep, yep, I did those too. I'm a matchmaker in Michigan. I got that license too. Wow. 
Wow. And then I got like you a cor- a, corner license. Were, it was like in nine states right now. You were, you, were, you were a cut person for Rashad Evans' godson? Oh, yeah. I used to fight on the same cars them all the time, Devin. Yeah, a lot of you know, a lot of a lot of these people. Shit, Floyd Mayweather's gym's here in Grand Rapids. That's where he's from. People forget that, too. Wow. Yeah, we got bangers here in Michigan, man. So you could, like, if someone has a fat eye or a fucking bust, you know how to get it down and it ends well and everything and take care of it. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, and there's, there's like, it goes so wow. deep. It goes so deep. Like, there's so much to, to learn. They're just like, uh, you know, the last fight that bare knuckle, I had Helen, and the doctor, you know, he was, he was kind of in there concerned about her because it was getting really close to her eye, and it was going in her eye. So I quit treating swelling on one part of her eye so her blood would run off the opposite way, so the doctor went to stop her fight. <laughs> and that's, wow. how she got, that's how she got through the round. You know, you know just, just, just keep doing your what, thing, you like- and... You're like a modern day Mickey. You're like, cut him, cut me, Mick, cut me, Mick. Right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. They're saying that, <laughs> you know. But it's it's just it was just little details, and you know, it's like constantly perfecting, you know, your craft you can, all the time. Plus, working with Stitch is awesome too, because you know it's Stitch, and he's freaking smart. So it's always good to pick his brain. I love so, Stitch. He's a great guy. Yes, guy. he is. Oh, he is awesome. He's like everybody's uncle. Doesn't you know? He's like a puppy. He's happy to see everybody. He goes there, you know, and he's just just great to be around and work with, you know. One thousand percent. Now I read that you were three and sixteen as an amateur. Is that true? I was twenty three and fourteen as an amateur. Oh yeah. Well, this this wonderful state of Michigan. Now I love Michigan. I love Michigan. But they were really behind on the sanctioning and record departing. Like, our state here literally didn't do any sanctioning for amateurs or any record reporting until I think it was uh, February 11, 2016. You know, so it was like, oh, yeah, it was Wild Out West here, man. Like, I remember going to shows that were, you know, BYOB with pride rules and shit. Like, they gave no fucks back, <laughs> you know, when I was coming up. You know, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. I started off in this. Wild Wild West, no fucking rule shit. And now I'm like fighting at, you know, top organizations where the rules are tight as shit, you know? So, yeah, okay, so you were 23 and 14. That makes more sense. Because I'm yeah, like, yeah, I'm you like, know, I know I know what shows I saw. You know, some of those are wrong, too. Like, I got YouTube videos <laughs> to show yeah. losses. But it's an amateur record. It's, it's whatever, you know? Like, fuck, man, I think I fought every weekend, sometimes twice a weekend for like. Four and a half years straight, like there was like maybe one weekend off a month. I've never been knocked out. I've never had stitches. Like, yeah, I got like, you know, forty something damage. It's stupid. Did you <laughs> did fun. you did you corner your own fights? Were you like put your like stuff on your own eyes? I've done that before. Actually, yeah, I got a video of that one too. It was a, it was a Muay Thai match. It was a Muay Thai fight. And this girl kept wanting to give up, and I was coaching her, trying to coach her through. <laughs> It didn't wow. last very long. Yeah, I kicked her in the face and then she quit. But um, yeah, <laughs> I did that as an amateur. Yes, yeah. Yep, yep. You were coaching your opponent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sure was. Yeah, there's video of it too. So you can hear me. The camera guy I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" That's you know. Crazy. And my late friend Dom O'Grady was the referee, and he talked so much shit to me in between rounds. He was like, "You're such a fucking asshole. You fucking done." Da da da. Wow. Okay. Now it said you were 0 and 4 in MMA. Is, is that is that right? As, as a, that is absolutely that is absolutely right. 
That was okay. absolutely right. I get a sub, except for Allie Beth, man. She actually, yeah, Allie Beth Millen, um, Millen, and she, uh, she got me in the face. She dropped me. That was a good but shot. Your first, your first fight was in Ryzen, which is right. insane. Your first pro fight is in the Yeah, of- yeah, that was, yeah, I got an adrenaline dump that fight. I should have definitely no, did different I mean, shit. What kind, of a, what kind of a first pro fight is that? That's like being in the... Oh, dude, that was like... Dude, that was, you know, that was like my ninja dream to go over there in Japan and go to that arena and fight one day. I don't care what it was. Like, you know, I grew up watching... It just seems like a lot of pressure for a first fight. Um, you know, it wasn't that. It wasn't that, because I'm just like, you know what, fuck it, whatever, I'm going to Japan, fuck you guys, you know? I don't (laughs) think... You know, there, of course, there's pressure, because there's like, there's a lot more people watching, but I had, you know, I had amateur fights where I was, you know, fighting at like St. Charles Arena for Fight Hard MMA with 10,000 people in front of me. Like, you know, that doesn't wow. matter to me. But it was... Uh, you'll fight anybody. It oh, well, it was fight. just, it was like kind of disorganized. Like, we only had one interpreter and me and Tony Bertrand had to, uh, we had to share. We had to share. And well, after the opening ceremony, me and Juju were the next fight. So they didn't Tony let me... Yeah, he's awesome. I love his wife too. She's my wife great. Has huge tits. Oh my god, biggest I, I love her. I love her. I adore her. <laughs> and, he, and yeah, yeah. But like, anyways, yeah. Right before that fight, you know, and then they put me back in the glove room without my coaches, and I couldn't go back to the locker room. And I was in there for like ten minutes. By this, that white apple no. Swedish kid was fighting, and uh, all of a sudden, boom! My coaches come around the corner, and this little Japanese lady, I did yelling at me, you go now, and pushing me upstairs and these two walls on this side, and there's 38,000 people in front of me with lasers and Lynn Hart fucking screaming my name all like a beautiful angelic cherub, and then I got adrenaline dump. Wow, wow, <laughs> wow. Now, um, that's still, like, amazing. I mean, the fact that, like, you you have some life. Your life is like a movie. No, I just, it's just, I don't know, man. It's just my shit, you know. I share with people, you know. I mean, that's definitely cool. Like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Who's who's ever been able to, you know, make their pro debut to rise? And, you know, I had so much fun out there. I got so weird. I told uh, I told them on media day I wanted to go to the Japanese ass-eating restaurant so I can have Japanese eat my... Like, can I have Japanese eat my ass before I go home? Because I've seen it on YouTube. It's a real place. It, it exists, man. I'll send you the Google link. It's fucked really? up. Really? Yeah, I swear to God. I'm not just making that up. And, oh, no, the best the best part is, is uh, after the uh, translator um, interpreted that to the media people, not one person smiled anything. Nobody blinked. They're just like, oh, okay. Just, like, wrote it I down. Mean, like, it what, was if like some... what if they would have taken you there? And then you would have let a Japanese get a Japanese get uh, No, 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 no. I would have I took some video, but... No, I'm just kidding. No, I wouldn't go there. I would... No, I would literally have a have a fucking anxiety attack. I'd, I'd, I'd die. I'd die. I just... No. No, we ain't, we ain't doing that, but... I feel, like, I feel like you're kind of crazy in bed, but you start talking to yourself halfway through it, and maybe just start mumbling stuff. Is that... No, no, no. That's not good to do, because that's how you bite your tongue. Oh, oh, okay. You've done that before. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, yeah. Do you wear a mouthpiece during sex or no? No, 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 no. I hate those. No, as soon as I'm done fighting, I like I shove that bitch in my bra. Oh, like, I hate bra? Yeah, that's the, that's the best place. You know, some do it like behind the ear or like sticking in their pants, and I'm just like, boom, I just drop it. It stays there. Yeah, your bra. There you go. Boom. boom. Yeah, boom. Boom. Yeah, it's just right away. I don't gotta now, worry are you about on it. Tinder? Are you looking for a man or? No, 
No, not at all. Not at all. No, there was a picture I'm, on Instagram of you taking a picture of two topless ring girls. Who were those girls? And how were they topless? Oh, that was at yeah. TWC. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's my that's my girl Chelsea, and I think the other girl's name's Amber. Um, TWC is the promotion that I match make for over here in uh, Lansing, Michigan. And there's just a couple of our ring girls, and they were doing a photo shoot with uh, one of their photographers, Maria Sinclair. And she's putting together some shit, and when I boom, I got some gloves. They're clean. Yeah. I oh, do okay. some shit with them, and then they sent, you know, and then I got that, and I'm like, fuck yeah. That's awesome. I, so I thought. I, I didn't I, know what was going on. Like yeah, yeah. So, so I thought I'd let the commissioner know because, like, Right after that, it was like we're not giving to him to inspect for a girl fight that he had at his event, and he was the next Got time it. to touch him. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. So who right. are you fighting next? When's your next fight? Um, it's it's at Bare Bare Knuckle Fighting Championships. It's on uh, October nineteenth down in Tampa, Florida. I believe it's going to be at the fairgrounds again. Um, they haven't made the announcement yet, but I'm 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 set to fight Delaney Owen. Uh, she's a Invicta vet. Um. Uh, a couple couple pro boxing fights trains on there with uh, Naomi Burgess. Um, you know, good camp. Good good nice. good girl, good fighter, good shit. Like, you know, but I'm just ready because I was supposed to have a pro boxing match there in September. But then that didn't work out. And then they tried to get All me right. for an MMA, and I'm just like, fuck you guys. And then then they call me out for bare knuckle, and I'm like, fuck it, let's just fight already. So, yeah, it's going to be great. It seems like bare knuckle is a good spot for you because a lot of your MMA fights I feel like you get really aggressive you just charge at the person a lot of times you're right because I want to get the fuck out of there sometimes you know but, but I like to stand and bang like you know fuck man me and Deanna Dime shit well she needs to go pro and get some pro fights because she is fun she's fun to fight well, I, just, I just feel like the bare knuckle boxing is good for you because oh it's a lot better for me you know what because I'm not a good grappler okay I can go to jiu-jitsu every day and yes I'll improve but you know what like, I have nerve damage and shit from when I had cancer. And it's, like, all my muscles, like, on one side don't really work that well. And I get, like, super tired easy, like, grappling. I'm just not good at it. I'm not built for it. You know, I'm tall and lengthy. And, you know, I'm not I'm not really thick. I don't have, you know, wide hips or, you know, that sort of muscle density. That, it just doesn't work for me. But striking, shit. I got a long yeah. ass reach. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm telling you. This is, I think this is how you keep, you your calling in life. Oh yeah, it's 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 good so far because they ain't gotten split up. You know, I only had one fight, I only went the second round. You know, but I got I got the reach of Chris Lytle, but you know, I'm 115 yeah. pounds and five six. So now what now what happens when you go to all these places, all these fights? I, I as a parent, who who takes care of your kids? Oh my mom, my mom, my mom's oh. got them. Yeah, yeah, Grandma, Grandma, yeah, she lives about 40 miles away from me, so, yeah, yeah, I love my mom. My mom is my savior. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now if it wasn't for my mom, you know, when I got to leave for days on end, you know, hey, somebody's going to take the kids to school, and, you know, I got pets, you know, so it's just, it's not really, it's not really easy to, you know, leave, leave the homestead for super long periods of time, but How many mom likes uh, you know, I haven't really counted them little bastards. I don't know. I got a, I got a cat, got a cat, a dog, an Amazon parrot, a Conyer parrot, and like fucking four parakeets. Four and what parakeets? Parakeets. And then I got this cichlid fish that I've had in a fish tank for like a decade, and it just won't die. But I keep feeding it, so I mean, I guess. 
Jones, do you have any questions for the this beautiful, uh, amazing fighter? Yeah, I got a. Uh, I was reading on your profile here that you're a big karaoke fan. I love karaoke. Oh, I love karaoke it. too, girl. Oh man, all day, all night, I'm into it. So I gotta ask you, what is your go-to karaoke song? Um, if I want to sing or like, I will fucking spit some rap. Especially like Vanilla Ice, man. I can do like the Ninja Turtles rap and like Ice Ice Baby and all that shit, like super oh. good. Yeah, I got grounded a lot when I was a kid, and I had those tapes, so I'm not listening to that shit a lot. You seem too young to be a Vanilla Ice connoisseur. No, I'm 36, bro. I can't hold so. Oh, you're right in that sweet spot of uh, 90s hip-hop and R&B, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, everybody's credit was still good back then and shit. We all had a fucking Sony Ericsson flip phone. Now, why did the name keep changing? Because it's Sheena Star, it's Puma Star... Oh, well, Pooh, uh, well, it's Tina Star. Well, like, my real last name is Brian Bird. But yeah. I switched that on here because I get, like, weird creaking all the fuckers. So he was like, oh, let me just switch it if I need to. Well, you know, a lot of people do that. Or they use the middle names. But um, Star is a nickname that uh, uh, MC gave to me. I was here if you know the MC is the uh, motorcycle club. And right. that was my name. That was my nickname, you know. I mean, they were my first time. Wait, you were, like, in the Sons of Anarchy? I know, man. I grew up on the same block in my life, you know. You know, you know those, those type of people and whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, right from my first fight, and I had the whole white culture for those days. Wow. Colors on, and Outlaws gave me permission to rock their logos and shit. It was great. And you're I was the guy, always, You're the guy I've always wanted to be. See you now. I told my dad, my, my, I have a... Two younger brothers, and I constantly tell my dad I'm the son he never had because my it's one brother. Yeah, I swear, yeah. Well, my one brother's gay, so he don't even like pussy. And then um, my my other brother is just like I don't know, he's, won't go on Facebook or anything because he thinks the government's like using it as a spy device, which they are, but none of us really fucking care. And he like doomsday preps and shit, you know. Wow. I'm like. He's alright, he's cool. He's always got some weird fucking cool gadget I get for Christmas, man. I mean, I love my brother. I gotta meet your parents. Your parents sound like they they failed. Uh, oh, dude, my dad is a cocky ass old Irish man, and my mom is a very conservative, like, type of religious uh, Irish woman. Okay, but they weren't, she wasn't like that when I grew up. That's not the woman I grew up with. It's the old woman trying to get into heaven right now. But, oh, gotcha. you know, but that's how, she, that's how she is right now. But it's. I don't. I don't let her. I don't. I got, I got a comedy show in Michigan, like in February. I'll, I'll text you and let you know where it is. It's at. Uh, it's like a conference. It's called One Night Stand. Uh, it's a comedy show in Michigan. I'm doing. Uh, I, I'll definitely let you know. Uh, by the way, if I had money, if I had like a lot of money, I would do a documentary on you. Yeah. Your life, your life is so you interesting. I just, I just like cool shit, man, and you know, You're the most pe- famous person in the world. Yeah, I am not. Shut up. It's just a be no. Yeah, I don't think anybody will watch it. It's just me. You know, it's just I'm everybody got that, it. got that humble thing going on. It's because the people no. I surround myself with, man, I get to do cool shit because I have cool friends. You're a biker gang. You 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 own a, uh, a a shop, an auto shop. You're a fighter. You were Hillary Clinton is a cunt for no political reasons. You're now. What do you see? My next fighter. one. <laughs> my next oh, one's I gonna be wait. great. I can't wait. You're <laughs> born MMA. You might have been either three and sixteen or twenty-four and sixteen in fighting. Yeah. Uh, as an amateur. Uh, 
Uh, just she life. really is. It, it's <laughs> awesome. I love it. I, I, I think you're you're just a character I've never experienced before. So the world needs to know about you. She knows <laughs> whatever your name is. Okay, hey, man, you so. made that meme. And even talking to Wayne Sedona. I think it was you guys that had the little tag MMA roasted on the bottom where you talking about the yeah. Reebok uniforms for the second bare knuckles. Damn it, they went viral. Oh, my God, I seen Wayne. I seen Wayne at Glory. I was going to Glory because I do, because um, I work at Glory because I, I cut man for him. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that ref was there, and he's like, you made me into a damn meme. You know how much I get tagged for that dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was great. So you're you're making an impact, man. You're making an impact. Oh, I think. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, that's well, fucking well, awesome. Well, listen. Have a great weekend. Have a happy holiday. And thank you for your time. Where can people find you? Um, it just Sheena Puma Star on Facebook and Sheena Star on Facebook. I don't use those two. I forgot my uh, Twitter. To a reader, my Twitter login, but I mean, that's too much for okay. you to keep up with, man. I am a busy yeah, woman. Much. All right, find me, on, find me on Facebook. Not on Facebook, then I don't know. Right? Yeah, yeah, Instagram. Yeah, I post on that thing about once a month for two days and then I forget about it. Uh, well, thank you. well, thank you for all you do. You are a true hero. Hey, man, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Sorry I didn't answer right away again. Like, I forgot. Okay. I forgot, I was just in home. All right, talk to you guys later, thanks. Good luck. Listen up, people. I got to talk to you about something. Mack Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. Whatever you're wearing right now, if it's not Mack Weldon, it's not as good as Mack Weldon. They are a premium men's essentials brand that believes in smart design and premium fabrics. Yeah, Mack Weldon believes in smart designs, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. Okay, I've been shopping at Mack Weldon. It is so easy that I'm, I get it done instantly and my, I can go on the rest of my day. I might have to go to the mall or go here or there. Some of these websites, you have to be uh, some kind of hacker to understand it. Okay, Mack Weldon will be the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies and sweatpants and more that you'll ever wear. They have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial which means they eliminate odor. So if you have odor down there and you're like, oh, you smell, you've been doing something all day, don't worry. Mack Weldon has you covered, okay? That odor is going to be gone. And they want you to be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair of underwear, keep it. They'll still refund you. No questions asked. How great is that? I'm telling you. I, I use Mack Weldon. I wear it when I, when I hike. I wear it when I do kickboxing. I wear it when I go out on date night. I am... Totally sold on Mack Weldon, okay? Check it out. I, I highly recommend. And guess what? For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com and put the code MMA Roasted, okay? Go to MacWeldon.com, enter promo code MMA Roasted, all right? Check it out. I'm telling you, you're going to feel so much better. You're going to look better. You're going to be like, this is awesome. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, MMA Roasted. And I'll say no problem. It's my pleasure. You're a fan of the podcast. You're listening to the podcast. It's the least I can do. Check out Mac Weldon. Highly recommend. Thank you, Sheena Starr. You are, man, if I wasn't married, I, I, I propose to you right now, okay? Uh, who knew? Who knew there was a girl like you? I, mean, I think she's an alien because no girl could be that cool. Uh, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Uh, that girl probably has like a, a tight, a 
forget it. I digress. All right. So also, I want to talk to my man, Chris Lefty Lopez. This guy is uh, another super nice, super cool, badass fighter, humble as they come. Let's talk to him. Hey, I'm talking to Chris Lefty Lopez. It's Adam Hunter on the MMA Roasted Podcast. Chris, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. So what's going on, man? How's life? Same old stuff right now. We, uh, I'm in uh, I'm in Colorado for uh, a Fury FC show um, that we're having down in South Texas. Um, now you're the, uh, the the matchmaker now, right? Fury FC. Yeah, I uh, no, actually um, I live in Colorado, but we're it's based out of Texas. Um, and uh, I started matchmaking um, this show. Like not, uh, I work with my brother-in-law. I actually he owns the show. And uh, I met I actually introduced to my wife uh, through I met him I met her through through my brother-in-law that owns Fury I fought for him coming up so now that I'm not not fighting uh, I get to you know give these other guys opportunities to fight you know and um, that's pretty much what I'm doing we got this we got a UFC vet fighting tonight against another guy that's been around for a 205 title and, uh, oh oh what are uh, the names. So we're actually uh, our main event tonight is Roger Narvaez, which uh, he had a four-fight stint in the UFC. Um, he's fighting Ike Villanueva, which is a gentleman, uh, a fighter out here that's fought in '85 and '205 out here in Texas for a long time. Um, and they're fighting for, like I said, our main event here. So um, that's there. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and yes, uh, where can I see this? Um, we actually have. Uh, it's gonna be Fight TV, I believe. It's Fight TV right now. Fight uh, TV is going to be posting the link, but what I'll do is when I get off the phone for you, when I'm at the venue, I'll send you a direct link myself so you don't have to pay for it. Oh, nice. Well, thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah so if you, if you fans don't know, Chris Lopez was 9-2 and two with seven knockouts. You were just knocking people out left and right, just putting them to sleep. Trying, and, uh, trying, yeah. Trying. I mean, you put seven of them to sleep, and you only had nine, you only had, had nine guys. But what happened? You had a torn ACL? That was a career-ending injury? Uh, I just, uh, I, I felt like uh, my whole career, like I, I started off when I was younger. I, my first knee surgery was, you know, coming uh, being raised in Texas, I played football as a kid. And um, my first knee surgery was when I was, when I was like in seventh or eighth grade. And um, as I got older, I just, it, I'd be good for a few years, and it would just come back. And uh, I started having trouble with it Well. Um, I moved out to Denver to train a couple, I'd say about eight, like seven years ago. And, um, just, Justin Gaethje had a, just a bunch of left-handers he was fighting and I was training at his gym. So, you know, you seen that guy kick, he kicked like a mule, a mule. So first time I came home, uh, for my second surgery was, you know, just, it just didn't, it just wasn't holding up in the gym. But, um, long story short, you know, after a few years, um, this last fight I was fighting uh, for the UFC welterweight title, and um, I just afterwards I knew I was gonna have to get it fixed, but I put it off because I was supposed to be getting on the contender series, and um, it just didn't hold up the way I thought. And when I went to the doctor, it was like a truck that was running without shocks for too long. You know, it was like uh, they had to basically break my femur to fix my leg. So, oh my God! Yeah, so I mean, just uh, I, I, you know, I was bitter about it for a while. You know, I knew that we through anything, but now um, once I got past that, I just I like the opportunity I have now. Um, 
I linked up with my brother-in-law. I didn't really want to do anything with MMA for a while, for like the past year. And now I get the opportunity to to give guys a showcase, um, show their skills when they get to UFC. Like, I don't know if you keep up with like Sherlock and MMA Junkie. Like, we're starting to starting to get a lot of love from those guys and this, this promotion. I'm gonna be honest with you, this promotion I think is the next big up and coming promotion coming out of uh, coming out of the United States. I hope so, man. I mean, we definitely, I mean, but guys, like, I'm looking at your record, man. You uh, you started MMA when you were 22 years old because you were fat and out of shape. And yeah. and you're like, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to lose some weight. And then next thing you know, you're just knocking fools out left and right and becoming yeah. a, a world title contender. I mean, that's, 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 that's really impressive. Don't sell yourself short, man. Really impressive. Yeah, I, uh, I just, Compared to guys that you talked to on the day, like I, like I said, I was really uh, honored uh, for you to call me, just because like you've, you know, you've talked to some of the best guys in the world, and I just, uh, I plan on being right there, but you know, it, things happen, you know, so it's like. Hey, look, you got you got a, you got a hot wife. Uh, you got you you uh you you're also a fighter, right? Uh no no see uh it actually I met I just met her she. Eric, when I first moved to Houston, I was fighting for him as an amateur and a pro, and uh, she would just help him at the show, so I actually fought one of her, uh, her, her girlfriends, was dating some guy, and I fought this kid at one of the shows, and after the show, I met her, and that's kind of how, how I, met, I met my wife, you know, seven years later. I just got married last year. Nice. So you beat up her, her girlfriend's boyfriend, and then, yeah. and then, stole, and then stole her best friend. Yeah, pretty That's, much. Uh, good work, man. That's my yeah. kind of guy, right? <laughs> yeah. Nothing but winners here. And then, uh, and then when I, I saw that you moved to Colorado. There, you were living in Houston, and you and your wife's car got flooded. The whole car, both cars, done. Well, so I had I had already spent a, a stint in Colorado. Um, I, my last amateur fight, and then my first um, three pro fights were with Legacy FC. I had, so I spent that that time training up in Denver, but. Uh, what caused me to go back this last time was those floods in Houston. Yeah, we got a pretty much when that when it, when it all hit, there was two floods within a matter of months. And um, the first one, you know, it just it, the the way Houston's built, they just can't hold water. Um, you know, they have a I don't even know the name of them, but pretty much everywhere you go, they have canals and they just they all fills up. And uh, it just the way it happened with us is we got. Our parking lot at our apartment was so full of water that we got um, driven out of our apartment complex by a boat. So, oh my God! Yeah, wow. so we were even on World News getting into a, a U.S. Army convoy van, uh, or not a con, uh, like one of those big, you know, um, that they carry the soldiers in. They were just they were just picking us up in one of those those big trucks. I don't know the the right word for wow. it. Wow, that's now did the did uh. Did your insurance cover the cars, at least? Yeah, we like with the cars weren't the problem. Like you know, like it was crazy because like the next couple of days when the water went away, all the insurance companies were like posted up outside of our apartment complex, and these guys, like my insurance company, just walked up to my car and he just put his hand in the top of my car and felt the water that was in, that hit the top of the roof and the inside. And he's like, that's all it took. He's like, it's done. And uh, wow. so that was that was that. That's how I ended up. Um, you know, I ended up in Colorado. But to be honest with you, I I kind of regretted going 
you know, like I look back on things and um, I was having a, I was doing really well at Fortis MMA at the time. Well, at, at the time it was um, Octagon MMA training with Safe Saud. Uh, he's really a good coach, a big coach that's coming up in the MMA area. And um, yeah. I, I didn't have a car, so I was like one of my sponsors out of Colorado. I was like, come up here, I'll give you a car, place to stay, whatever. And I went up there and it just like, I hadn't been there in a while, so it took a, it took a couple fights to get a relationship with all those guys, and you know, right. and it, it just was kind of bad timing, you know what I mean? So, but yeah. Now, what was it like? You also trained at the uh, the ranch with with uh, Cowboy, right? Yeah, I uh, my earlier part of my amateur career, I was uh, so when I started fighting, man, I I was older, but I had a real good job, and I just from one day to the next, I just quit my job and I just took off to the ranch. And, um, you know, I, I really didn't have no business out there at the time. It, I, it was like, I was there when we installed all the mats into the gym. Um, like, it was barely getting built. It's like, it was nowhere near it is now, you know. But, um, you know, I I was there when Paul Felder was barely an amateur, about to turn pro. Um, wow. You know, a, a bunch of guys that are, like, in the UFC doing great now, you know. It was, we were all out there. I, and it's it's crazy now to see how many of these guys are are doing. Were you there with uh, with uh, John Jones and those guys? I met John Jones. Um, I didn't spend time with John. John, you know, at the time was already established, and he had his own. Uh, you know, he has his own house out there and all that. But all those dudes, like I, I've, I've hung out with Diego. I've hung out, you know, uh, all those guys, all the classic uh, Jackson Wink guys, um, were all out there, and pretty much, you know. I loved it because I was still young, even though, I mean, even though I was 22, I was just starstruck being able to train around these guys every day, you know what I mean? That so. sounds awesome. I think my friend Connor Hune was there, too. But when you were, yeah. when, when you were. I was Connor there when he was there. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. I actually he, know he was, him. Me and him were, uh, he was my, me and him were, he was my wrestling coach. We actually coached a, a middle school team together. That dude's crazy. I, like, love him, but he's crazy. He is crazy, I, and honestly, it's so long ago. I'm not sure. Uh, I've seen him in Colorado because he has. I, I believe he has a school in Colorado now. Yeah, um, that's fine. And I was really surprised last time I saw him that he remembered me, and like uh, he was a really cool dude when I was at the ranch. Yeah, yeah. Now he's really cool. But he was saying, so when you were out there, you were an amateur, and you were training with guys like Clay Guida and Diego Sanchez and Rashad yeah. Evans. I mean, I mean, were you getting yeah. your ass kicked, or were, like, were you holding your own? Yeah, well, I'll be honest. Uh, I went. They they had me go into the cage one time. Um, and I'm, dude, I'm I'm gonna be honest. I was a two and one pro uh, amateur at the time, and uh, I moved out there because my my loss as an amateur was against a wrestler by decision, and I I knew I had to get somewhere. So, I guess these dudes, uh, Greg Jackson, thought I was like a seasoned pro or something. So, at the time, they had um. Uh, Joey Villasenor, he was a really uh, up and coming 185er. Yeah, smoking yeah. joke. Yeah. Yep. And uh, they threw me in the cage. He was fighting. Um, he was fighting in Europe somewhere. And uh, man, they threw me in the cage, and and I just took a fucking. I'm sorry, I didn't mean because I took an ass whooping. No. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was just like, man, this is what it is. Like, you know, this is really what it is. And um, when I walked out, they said, "How many pro fights you got?" And I was like, I'm a two and one amateur, and I've been training for about eight months. And uh, they were like, Well, you're gonna if you stay here, you're gonna do good things. And it made me feel like, damn, like for real, like 
Like, really? Like, I felt like a little kid, you know what I mean? And it's just like, ever since then, I had, like, motivation and, and my thought process when it came to training. Um, and I think it's what kind of helped me, and it was kind of my downfall, too, was if you put yourself around these guys on the daily, um, you have no choice but to get better if you have some kind of talent, you know? And um, I think that's what helped me my whole career. Um, I was blessed to have people around me that would that helped my career to where I could train full time. I pretty much trained full time from the time I I gave I went in with MMA and um and just being able to to be with these guys on the daily, whether it was guys in Colorado, um, guys in Dallas at what is now Fortis, which was Octagon MMA back then, and and then you know being at Cowboys, it just you you got to sink or swim, and like I ain't the guy that wants to you know wants to sink so. And no, Connor told me the first. Yeah, Connor said the first day he was there, he got taken out by everybody, and by the, and by the end he was holding his own against everybody. Yeah, and it's rough because like I would see um like back then uh Cowboy was sponsored or was managed under Sucker Punch, so they would market guys to come stay like training partners come stay and, and I would see these kids come in and they would last two days until sparring came around and the day after sparring they were gone and wow it and it's just like you know these spar with cowboy man I'm telling you it's it's it ain't fun and uh it's it's just one of those things like these guys are getting ready for big fights and that's one thing I learned is like you're gonna see what it really is. You're not gonna be like at how it is at your home gym where where you get away with everything. You're not getting away with much over there, you know. So, so being that you spar with Cowboy and Gaethje and they're both fighting each other, who do you think wins that fight? I think that if Gaethje comes out hard, uh, you no know, comes out right away hard. I think he's gonna give Cowboy problems. I think Cowboy has a better a better chance of winning that fight the longer the the longer the fight goes on. Um but if we're if we're being honest, uh JT just comes with a ton of power and uh, I think that Cowboy's shown that he wears people down. And uh you know, it, I think it's hard to wear Gaethje down sometimes. And you know, it just I, the guys that have have done well against Gaethje have super knockout power and the thing with Cowboys, he's just a dog, and and he, I think watching him and tell me if I'm wrong, his he wears people down. Like it, I don't remember no, last right. time. I don't remember last time I've seen like a, you know, a walk off KO. Be, you know, he beat up Hernandez like over over a matter of yeah. a couple of minutes. The thing yeah. is, he's gonna have to take. He likes throwing a lot of kicks, and Gaethje, Gaethje's gonna come with those hands off the kicks. And what makes it harder for Cowboys is that Trevor Whitman trained both of them, and Trevor Whitman's Gaethje's main coach, you know. Right. And, uh, yeah, like, when Cowboy lost to Nate Diaz, I remember seeing him. He flew back. He lost to Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz boxed him up a little bit. And I'm not talking shit. Like, he just put his – like, he he threw some hands on him. So, you know, and that couple weeks later, Cowboys in in talking – you know, training with Trevor – you know, because Cowboy has roots in Colorado. So he's he was training with Trevor because Trevor is predominantly a world-class boxing coach. Um, he right. can he can coach you in boxing or he can make a world champion in boxing or in MMA. And, you know, I pretty much having that advantage for Gaethje, I think, I think that Gaethje knows exactly what's going to happen. I think they both know exactly what's going to happen. But um, I've already seen this fight in the gym. 
a few times, you know, and uh, it, it's nasty. It's going to be nasty and it's going to be one for the fans, you know, um, I got to see, I got to see this a lot when, when, when Cowboy was making his, his, uh, you know, he would come up to Colorado a lot. He doesn't do it as much anymore. Um, but he used to train a lot in Colorado with the, with the guys at grudge that, that was grudge back in the day. Not sure if you remember yeah. when yep. where Rashad Evans and all them. So I was out there when Gaethje was just a wrestler training in training in the summers when he's off for college, you know? And oh, wow. Yeah. Like, so I've seen this fight before, but they've all, they both are not the same fighters anymore. So, yeah, you know, I think I kind of feel like Gage is on the up a little bit, and Cowboys maybe peaked out. Well, it's kind of hard to pick it. It's kind of uh, – I wouldn't say he necessarily peaked out because he keeps getting better. Like, he keeps having yeah. better performances. But, I mean, it's just hard to pick. Like, I think the longer the fight goes, the more chance, you know, Cowboy would have. But Gage is going to come with that shit right away. And, I can't wait you know, for yeah, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very excited for that fight. So. Now, as a, as a matchmaker, do you have guys turn down fights a lot? Is it hard for you? Um, it just depends, you know. Like, I, I try to deal with a lot of guys that I've been with. Like, for me, my first matchmaking gig in full time or full card that I did on my own was this Colorado card we have coming up on September twenty eighth, and um, I, I kind of just try to go to the gyms where I know these guys are gonna show up. And, you know, um, I'm matching a lot of guys from Mark Montoya's Factory X gym. And and I know that these guys are all up-and-comers, and I'm pretty much bringing in other great guys to fight those guys, you know. I feel like, um, to be honest with you, uh, jumping into this role, I kind of wasn't taken serious in Colorado by something. So, you know, like, I don't have any – like, I have one guy from Elevation on the card, um, and I have, you know – few guys from other gyms but I had to bring in other guys from out of state but it got to the point where other other gym, other organizations that are you know um on the higher radar than us right now were pretty mad that we were coming to Colorado because we matched a hell of a card you know oh, good. So, good. So, yeah well, it listen, just depends Chris, man yeah listen Chris Lefty Lopez where can people find you on Instagram and Twitter uh, I'm I'm at uh, on Instagram at Chris uh, Chris Lopez or, or Lefty Lopez MMA. Uh, also uh, on my Facebook, I have a regular my regular name is Chris Lopez. Uh, not too hard to find. So, yes, uh, that's pretty easy. Well, it is an honor to talk to you, man. Keep up the good work. Keep working yes, hard, and, uh, and thanks for being an inspiring guy. I really appreciate you. Thank you very much. Anytime. Take care, brother. Thank you. That was our podcast for today. Uh, thank you guys for endorsing me and for listening to this. You're getting this because of Rockfin, okay? Tell everyone, rockfin.com forward slash Adam Hunter. You get Jordan Burroughs as a page up there. Ben Askren, you get his vlogs. You get comedians like guys like Joey Medina, really, really funny comic. He's on there. Lisa D'Amato. Other fighters are going on there. Dana Moon is on there. Uh, uh, just, just great stuff. And they take care of their creators. And they take care of me. And I want to take care of you. So uh, thank you very much. Have a great week. God bless. Traps on some traps on some traps. Traps on some trap don't some trap don't some trap. Tunis on the hook jump door pot land. Tadas tot and door pot and borrow that.